With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Armed with a Sharpie, an autograph podcast. Um, this week we look at uh, back to the event. So away from the, the more traditional three person one, uh, we're actually going to talk about my favorite event that I've ever attended. And it was kind of a, kind of a random one, you know, as in the last couple episodes I've talked about you know, my love for um, going to different different uh, stadiums to get autographs on the baseball side, on Detroit, uh, Toronto, and, and today will be uh, about the Cleveland Indians, and not a Cleveland Indians game. I've attended many. Um, actually, I haven't got a lot of autographs in uh, in the couple times I've, I've went to Cleveland uh, games, but this is um, Tribe Fest, so... A lot of the teams are adopting this. I, I know the Cubs have done it for a long time. The Cincinnati Reds, I think, think have done it for a really long time as well. Um, usually, they're designed around you know sparking season ticket interest and individual game you know tickets. Uh, so they're usually events a, a couple weeks before spring training starts, usually at the end of January. Um, you know, just to spark interest into the season and to, you know, as, as I said, into sales tickets, um, kind of thing. And, you know, most teams are adopting it. Uh, Toronto has adopted it as well. Um, you know, Shapiro, you know, came from Cleveland, so he has made the Toronto one very similar. Um, it's definitely not the same as Tribe Fest from, from an access point of view. It's, it's much harder to get the autograph tickets and I, I I've never really, uh, done the Toronto one, which is kind of surprising, and just where where I'm at too, uh, of of doing signings. But um, yeah, Tribe Fest 2014, I, I, it was the year I went. Um, it was the second year of Tribe Fest, um, and it, and it was definitely a spur of the moment thing. I you know I, I you know it was middle of winter. I was kind of kind of really looking forward to getting some autographs. I wasn't going to spring training that year, which I which I did quite often. So I was just kind of eking for something, you know, had some downtime and just at a last minute kind of saw a, an ad for it on, I don't know if it was an autograph page or, or even on MLB.com. Cause I was kind of checked out there each individual, you know, Detroit, Toronto to see if they were having team events or signings or stuff like that. So I, I stumbled across the advertising and the advertising made it sound so, so amazing. Um, and, and it turned out to be actually just as amazing as they described. Um, as I said, it was the second year of the event, so they were still kind of working things out. Um, it, it was at the stadium. It was a progressive uh, energy field, which, which is right kind of in downtown uh, Cleveland. Uh, I You know, I, I really like Cleveland, especially that core Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, the Indians, uh, the, the stadium, uh, the basketball stadiums right beside it where, where the Cavs play. Uh, I like that area. I, you know, I, I ran the Cleveland Marathon once. I, I, I do like going to Cleveland. It's not too far, you know, from where I grew up in Grimsby, a four-hour drive, I think. 
Um, you know, so so not crazy far, and you know, it's kind of awesome to have you know three major league cities kind of in each direction, you know, with Toronto in the middle. Um, yeah, and Pittsburgh too. So it's kind of nice to to have them not too far away. Um, yeah, so, so the the posting of the the event just got me kind of spurred, and I started kind of digging in, you know, you know what I, you know what I could expect, and you know, really just for a Saturday, um, it, it was going to turn out to be a, a, a pretty worthwhile event. Um, so yeah, getting to the advertisement of kind of what sparked me, there's a couple couple things. One, uh, you know, as I state almost every week on this podcast. Um, 500 home run hitters had always been a focus of, of mine, um, and Jim Tomei was uh, one of the the major advertised guests. Um, he was um, fairly recently retired, uh, home 500 home run hitter. I had got him twice in in his career in the parks, um, but you know, pretty not the greatest autograph in person in things. So I, I you know I thought there was you know, I had a jersey. I thought I'd get a better graph at, a, at an event like this. So, so that kind of piqued my interest. Um, Kenny Lofton, um, who we've talked about before in this podcast, uh, I'm a huge Kenny Lofton fan. I think he's one of the most underrated players in MLB history. Um, it's embarrassing that he he was one and done in his Hall of Fame uh, induction campaign. Uh, I, I think he is a glaring uh, myth. Mistake by by the baseball writers um, for for Kenny Lofton, and I think if he would have survived that first um, ballad, he would have uh, got the slow support other people, other for other center fielders have got like um, Tim Raines, and I think he would have eventually got there, or or, or enough that he would have been a lock uh, first time around on the veterans committee. I do think the veterans committee will write that wrong, especially if we're putting in people like Harold Baines. Um, I, I do believe he'll get in the Hall of Fame, but he he was on the ticket. Always interesting to have a, a have a one on one experience with Mister Lofton. So so that was a that was a big draw. Um, so the the four legends all interested me: Omar Vizquel and Charles Nagy to round out the the four. Yeah, so so that was quite intriguing. Uh, they also had the vast majority of the 25-man Cleveland Indian roster on, on the attendee list, uh, and uh, also some minor leaguers, which which interested me because as a big follower, uh, still am, of uh, prospects and major league like like major league um, prospect lists, and and uh, they they had three uh, significant Cleveland Indian prospects, and and I'll get into them and. And, and things. So those three things and the volume of, um, you know, 40 people advert, you know, maybe not that many. So 30 people, I guess, were, were scheduled to attend um, and volume. So that was pretty, That that's what got me synced in. Like the, those four Cleveland Indian legend all-star type players, the availability to, to get some, some of the current roster and, and the minor leaguers, um, you know, added up to enough to make to make it worth the while to drive down uh, to Cleveland. So, as I said, it is about a five-hour drive from the other side of Toronto that, that I now live on. So, um, yep, just drove drove up the Friday, stayed outside of Cleveland uh, to lower costs, and probably stayed about fifteen minutes outside of the city. Easy drive in in the morning. Um, 
Uh, it was a gorgeous drive to Cleveland. Uh, weather was not great on the Saturday, so it was snowing pretty heavily when I drove in. wasn't too bad uh, of a drive, but you know it wasn't it wasn't the best of weather that day. So just to kind of the, the lay of the land of, of what the event was, um, you know, outside of it, it wasn't strictly an autograph event. That that's not how they market it, but obviously that's what brought me there. But but it's a it, it's very much a fan fest, very similar to what they do at All Star Games and and Super Bowl week. So you know it, it's just uh, um, a, a fairly large scaled um, event uh, where you know they have um, they had the batting cages open where kids and I think adults too could uh, could hit off the same batting cages that the players use and and there was access to the pitching mounds. There was uh, the ability to line up and play MLB video games against uh, current uh, Cleveland Indian players. There were photo booths where you could have your picture with with, with a player. Um, there was a stage where they had uh, Q&As with former players, current players, Terry, Fracone, Terry Fracone, Francona, the, the manager of the Indians. So, And that stage was kind of constantly going throughout and the way it was structured, you know, kind of reading from the year before. The year before it was chaos. There was lots of people. I think the year before it was a single day, six hour event. They broke that out into three separate sessions: two on Saturday and one on Sunday. Uh, ten a.m. to two p.m., four p.m. to eight p.m., and then I think ten to two on the on the Sunday. Um, so I I had booked. I, I had paid for both sessions on Saturday. So if I was gonna go. I was going to make it worthwhile and and um, go to both sessions and and you know stay the Friday night and Saturday night and then drive back to Toronto um, the the Sunday morning. But, but but have eight hours of autographs in the middle of February or in the middle of January was was kind of exciting for me and kind of uh, replaced spring training a bit. So it, it was kind of I was excited for the event and and to see you know could it live up to the expectations. Uh, so how how it worked is you could you could pre buy like I was focused on the autographs I wasn't gonna do you know the stadium tours and all the other uh, Q and A's I would float in when I didn't have a signing but mostly just to you on the stage and see if it was worthwhile to uh, to see if I could hang around and get that person's autograph but I wasn't gonna do the event so you could pre buy your tickets and they had them in three different sections so for ten dollars you got all the minor leaguers were there. So they had a minor league uh, room and there were three, three minor leaguers there for your $10. So uh, then current um, Cleveland Indians, no matter how good they were, were all $15 and that got you three to four players. So that, so that got you into a table um, and you got all three or four players that, that were in that session. And then for $20 was the Legends room. So they had all four Legends or three Legends, depending on on the time. Um, they, um, yeah, that's how much the Legends were. They were 20 Yeah, so each of them for that price, you got three to four autographs. So reasonably priced. I, I think they're a lot more now, and all of this went to uh, Indians Charities. Um, so, you know... <laughs> Uh, very, very reasonably priced, especially when you look at the legends, you know, 20 for three, three guys who, you know, Tommy's a hall of famer 
Omar Vizquel might get there one day. Um, Kenny Lofton should get there one day. And uh, Charles Nagy's a very local legend there. So 20 bucks is pretty reasonable for those three. Uh, Tomei would be a lot more at a show. He'd be in the $60 to $100 range himself. So for, for the price that I spent on all my autographs was probably the price of Tomei at a, at a, at a big show. Um, so, so I did, I pre-bought almost all my tickets. Um, so I bought the whole, I bought the um, legend session for both. So I, I, I bought two legend sessions and I bought two current player ones. So they had a, B and C. So I bought two of each. I didn't buy three cause I didn't know if it would be uh, feasible in the, in the four hours to get all, all of all three sessions done. I didn't know how long the lines were. So I bought two of them and I bought a uh, minor league, um, pass, I, I think only for one session. I, I didn't get it twice. Um, so yeah, so that's what I, what I had for, for the event. as I stated like this, so as, as I get into the room and, and kind of see, so as I said, it's, it's at the stadium, it's, it's where they play their home games. It's at field level. So it's the club, the clubhouse level. And it's like where they're like all around from pole to pole underneath. So it's where catering would be. It would be where, um, all their offices are and j- just, you know, there's long hallways, but they, they kind of go into rooms. So the signings were in boardrooms, um, the, those type of things. Um, maybe, maybe even, uh, you know, medical rooms and kind of thing that, that had been cleared out, but, the, but definitely a couple of them were offices, but they were kind of scattered throughout the entire underneath of the stadium and at the back by home plate, I think it was home plate as kind of just a giant open area where they had a, a, a giant stage similar to a setup of a concert. And that's where, you know, they had the Q and A's and hosted events and, and all that stuff. And that was kind of the big general area. And there was, they, they were selling food and, and stuff like that. And then you went down the hall and then went out to the breakout rooms uh, for autographs and then you could go out for the tours and batting practice and the tour of the locker room and all, all of those events were kind of just offshoots of the hallway that, that went from home plate to, to kind of the outfield area all underneath all indoors, but it was cold. Um, you know, cause I don't think it's designed, you know, that hallway area, the rooms were fine, but, but that hallway, I don't think it was designed to be, uh, too heated, so it, it was kind of chilly for a very snowy January day. So it was kind of cold in there, and I didn't wear a jacket because I knew it would be hectic and busy and things. So it was fine when you're running around <laughs> trying to get autographs, but it, it got cold. And um, you know, in between sessions, I went out. You know, had to go out for two hours um, as I waited for the second session to to, to start and kind of explored uh, Cleveland. Not a lot going on in Cleveland uh, during the week. Uh, a lot of people live out in the burbs and not a lot of the restaurants are open. And I've experienced that before when I went to Cleveland. So it was, it was kind of a struggle to find somewhere because a lot of those malls and stuff are, are mostly for businesses that are open Monday to Friday. So yeah, it was, it was hard to find somewhere to eat in between sessions. I only got one autograph outside of the autograph session. So all those sessions that I, that I pre-booked, I did get one autograph and it was from the Q and a stage. Uh, Daniel Murphy, who was a, not a big free agent signing, but he, he was a pretty good player from Texas. 
Uh, I had him on my fantasy team, and I always lean to the guys that I have in my fantasy team. Um, so, so he'd had a couple of good years in Texas and was signed as a as a free agent. Um, and and so they were introducing him, and he did a quick Q and A, and he came off the stage, and uh, I was able to get him to sign two eight by tens because at that point they had released who was all in the rooms. Um, and he wasn't in my session, but was signing in the third room that I didn't have a ticket for. And he was the only one in that room. So that I needed. So I'm like, Oh, I'll get him off the stage. And then I won't have to buy that third room. And I don't, at this point, I still don't know if it's possible to do three rooms in an hour or in the two, two, two and a half hours uh, of the signing periods. So, you know, so I'm like, Oh, I'll try to get him off the stage. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, he got off the stage and a couple people got him and, and I got him on two eight by tens. It was really nice to is kind of chatting with the fans, taking his time. Uh, he only, he only got scurried away cause he had eventually to, to get to his room, uh, to do signings. And, and that's when the signings started. So there, there could have been a lot more opportunity to do that. Like if you stayed at the stage, you probably could have got, um, uh, a few of the bigger guys and like Terry Francona who didn't do a room. Um, you probably could have got some of that. Maybe some of the older guys that weren't in the legends room, they did, they did have some of the regulars hanging around. So if you did dedicate some time into that Q and a, I, I do think you could have got some for free for sure. And I do know there were people that were trying to, to, to get autographs that way, like to not pay for the individual rooms, but for me to not worry about it, fifteen dollars pretty, pretty cheap to get three or four current major league players. So I kind of stuck to the to the rooms and 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 I pre bought them anyway. So a very unexpected highlight of the rooms of the signings was the minor league room. Um, so they did advertise who who the the three or four were going to be um, going in, but they said they might add more and. The three that were advertised was Trevor Bauer, uh, Tyler Nagin, and Clint Frazier. Um, Trevor Bauer was really close. Like, they thought he he was going to make the Major League roster. I think he'd already played in the Major Leagues. I'm trying to remember back to 2014. Uh, but he was a kind of a big star, uh, a big prospect. Um, but, you know, it was kind of in the point where it was, wasn't sure if he was going to deliver on, on the huge hype and... You know, and throughout his career, that's kind of gone. He's gone back and forth between being okay, being you know serviceable, being a good major league pitcher, and then in the last two years, he's become Cy Young level and one of the best pitchers in baseball, and just signed a, a huge, massive free agent contract with the Dodgers. I think it was the Dodgers. Yeah. So, so yeah. So three kind of significant prospects for sure. Uh, I followed prospects and. And Clint Frazier, who was their most recent number one, um, he he was there. And actually, which is kind of in hindsight, twenty twenty, it's kind of crazy. But but I, I was really looking forward to meeting Clint Frazier because I, I thought kind of looked like that looks like that five tool kind of guy. And it's taken a long time, you know, because of injury for him to get ready. Um, but you know, after a couple trade or after a trade to the Yankees. Uh, you know, had a bit of a breakout year last year, and I, you know, I think he's ready to 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 contribute as a. I, I'm not sure if he'll ever be an all-star level, but definitely a significant 
uh, piece in the outfield for them, for the Yankees. So he was definitely the focus of the three minor leaguers. Um, so that's the first room I, I, I went in. That, that was the first booking. Um, and uh, there was nobody in the room. <laughs> nobody bought the minor league package. And maybe when I walked in, there were three people in the room. And a lot of, like, kind of the Indian personnel were just talking to the three guys. And originally they'd been spaced out further, but they kind of just all – they were all sitting side by side and they were t- chatting and and other, you know, Cleveland personnel uh, were all just kind of chatting. And so I kind of went up and, and got all three of them to sign and just started chatting and kind of joined the conversation with – with uh, three um, yeah, borderline blue chip prospects, you know, Tyler Nagy like was a big part of that 2015 uh, team that should have won the world series against the Cubs. And it was a great world series. Uh, but you know, he was the starting center fielder. He's kind of dropped off since then. Uh, he's, I think he's with the Cincinnati Reds now, but he, he's kind of a borderline MLP player at this time, but all three of them, you know, were great. They signed, they chatted, and, you know, because there was no one in the room, you kind of just hang out for a little bit. And, and I was probably in there for 10 minutes just kind of listening. And, and you know, they were telling stories of the minor leagues and kind of talking about, you know, getting ready to go to Florida in, in two weeks, three weeks for, for spring training. And I, it was it was kind of nice just to just to hear those stories and and as and. And they were very generous with their autographs because you were, I think you were limited to two, maybe one per, um, but it depended on how busy the room was. And I, I think I got five or six Bowers, uh, three or four Clint Frazier's, and one or two Naggies. So, Nagins. Um, so it was pretty, pretty easy to get them. Um, I didn't want to go too crazy because they're all prospects and uh, you know, I have done that before where I've loaded up on uh, Travis Snyder in Toronto uh, brings that to a minor. You'll load up on a guy who, who doesn't really make it in the long run. And then you got a whole bunch of stuff signed by them. So uh, the day before I was able to pick up a, to go along with the eight by tens and MLB balls. I brought, I, I, I was able to get literally $1, um, Cleveland Indian logo baseballs and got each of the prospects to sign one of them. Bauer signed two. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> unexpectedly the minor league thing went amazing. Uh, you know, I thought it was just going to be a, a nice part to it, but it was actually somewhat of the highlight just to kind of sit in that room and, and listen to them talk and, and, and easily get four or five autographs if I wanted for, from each one of them. Um, I actually contemplated going back in, but I didn't have anything else for them to sign in the in the evening session. So I, I just did that one session with with the three of them. But it it was it was pretty crazy. And then the next um, ticket I had was for the Hall of Fame room, um, or not the Hall of Fame, but you know Tommy is in the Hall of Fame. But uh, I, they were calling it the Legends Room or, or the Legend Session, and this is a much different experience. <laughs> By the time I get there. Um, the, the, the times are spread out through the four hours. So it was still, um, by the time I got out of the minor league room, I think it was still 10 minutes or 15 minutes before, but there was a long line. 
Um, and the room was pretty big compared, like, like there was quite a long line. So it, it took a, a long time to get to them. So that, that took up probably an hour, if not more to, to get through the hall of fame lines. Um, and yeah, and I had hall of fame sessions for both. So, so I was going to see all, all three or four of them twice. So I get through the line and, and to, uh, Charles Nagy was first, and I, I like Charles Nagy as a pitcher. You know, he was the ace of their 90 staffs. Uh, good, good, serviceable major league pitcher. Um, all-star level, but but nothing more. But he's very nice, and he's very much loved in Cleveland. He's, he's, he is kind of a fan favorite. And, he, you know, and they're all kind of side by side by side. And then I get to Tomei, um, you know, as a home run, 500 home run hitter, very excited. I hand him my jersey and uh, ask him to sign it, his home run total. And he pauses for a second and says, I'd love to, but if I start signing that, like there's a huge crowd here for us to get through. And with the four of us, it's going to take a while, even more than normal. He goes, if I start signing that for you, everyone's going to ask. And then it's just going to take up more time than I have. And I'm sorry. Very nice, very polite, very reasonable. And I just thanked him and I said I, I did enjoy watching his career and and you know it was, you know he was very nice about it and not unexpected I I didn't think for uh, the twenty dollars for four players that I would get inscriptions but I'm gonna ask right I, it's a nice jersey I'm gonna ask but he um, he signed it gorgeous. Uh, Omar Vizquel wasn't there, even though he was advertised. He only attended the Sunday. He he didn't attend the Saturday, so I didn't get him. Uh, Lofton was there, and you can listen to my Kenny Lofton um, episode. Uh, Kenny's very interesting, and uh, even at a paid signing, <laughs> it can be a challenge. So so listen to that. I won't go into too much, but uh, yeah, I, I did get three autographs out of him that day, and and it was a bit of a struggle, uh, but uh, again, you know, similar to Ricky Henderson, that kind of makes it even more u- unique that, that it's interesting and, and challenging and, and it makes it more fun for a hound for me, for me, especially if you get him at the end, it makes it well worth it. And that's, that, that's always been my experience with Kenny Lofton. So, yep. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I did that session and so later, so in the second session, I also did the Legends Room, and I'll talk about that now. Um, it, just trying to get <laughs> a ball signed by Tomei, and you know, I'll take as many Kenny Loftins as I can get. I think I was just getting Nagy on a card the second time around. So by the time with the second session, I had done my current roster ones first, and then went over to the to the hall of fame and or to the legends room. And it was very, very busy <laughs> um, and huge, huge lines. And unfortunately halfway through the legend, the, the, yeah, I guess the legends uh, table signing, they actually pulled um, Tomei out. I, I, I don't know. I think he was doing some sort of content, like a dinner with kind of thing. And he actually got called out and it actually just left Nagy and, Lofton, which kind of worked out because uh, that that kind of forced Kenny uh, to not sign the little photo 
that he was giving out in the first session that I think to kind of give some value, he started signing some items. Was still selective, uh, of course. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny always was. But, um, yeah, so I didn't get Tommy the second or second time around, which I was kind of hoping to get on a major league ball, but it is what it is. And, you know, for $40 through those two sessions, getting Tommy on a jersey, uh, three Loftons, and, and two Charles Nagy's is more than enough and and uh, definitely w- w- worth that. And kind of getting onto the, the current roster guys. Yeah, so, so definitely no stories, you know, from the, the current roster. This is very much just get in line and get the three or four guys. So I did attend the four session or the four AMBs of both sessions. So over the eight hours, um, I, I got in in those lines. Um, interesting enough, in the evening session, I uh, each session you went in and you showed your ticket and then you got your tickets for those signings <laughs> and. Uh, so, um, so when I get my, you know, I show my ticket to, or show my receipt for my two tickets, um, she, you know, she's getting my tickets, like, get, like looking up your name and just, she said, oh, you, you got all the sessions, but, but Nick Swishers and, and they didn't advertise who was going to be in each session, but she's obviously got a list in front of her and knowing that, um, I wasn't going to do the minor leagues. And I had all the the Legends guys. I was still going to do the Legends room. But I, I now felt comfortable that I could do all three rooms. And I asked, I said, oh, he's in C. I only bought A and B. And she said, yeah, I wasn't supposed to say anything. But I just kind of casually spit that out because I saw that, that you didn't have, you bought lots of tickets for autographs and you didn't get the Swisher group. And I said, any chance there's C's left for sale? And she's like, yep. So I'm like, okay. Give me the C session and thinking if I can't get to all of them, then I have the choice of, you know, dropping one of the rooms of, of maybe repeat guys or, um, you know, just pick Swisher, you know, uh, you know, he played for the Yankees in Oakland and <laughs> the two teams that I've followed throughout my life. Um, so, and Nick Swisher is a bit of a character. So I kind of wanted Nick. So, I, you know, I did buy that third $15 session. So now I have, um, three sessions and the legend session. So I have four sessions and that really just took up that whole four to eight o'clock, um, time, um, which is just busy, just kind of getting line, wait, get your four per, I'll just kind of read a couple of the names, but, uh, it was just kind of most of that current roster, right? Like I, I think I maybe got, 12, 15 current guys, somewhere along that lines of notables. Um, Nick Swisher, who was very personable. He was kind of the king (laughs) of the event. He was a recent free agent signing. He was their big free agent signing the year before. Um, They made it quite a big deal. He did a lot of the Q&As. He was kind of front and center and kind of was the face of the event. Um, and at his signing, he was very jovial, like he was kind of owning the event, and he's, he's a bit of a character. So, you know, I, 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 thanks to that to that person working the desk, I, I easily got Nick. Um, uh, Jason Kipnis, again, a really nice guy. <laughs> signed a ton. I was able to sign a couple in there. Um, 
Salazar, Carlos Santana, Michael Bourne, Michael Brantley, just uh, Lonnie Chisenhall. Pretty much most of the current roster, I was able to get a, a good chunk of them. Um, the, the one one of the interesting one of the interesting stories was uh, Jan Gomes, who was a Blue Jay prospect, and uh, I'd actually got him as a as a in the handful of games he played as a Jay. I just happened to be at the dome, and I and I and I had got him before. Uh, he was just slowly kind of taking over the catching role from Carlos Santana, who was kind of switching to first base uh, DH. So he it was early in his kind of career, and he's had a pretty decent career. Um, so when it got to him, uh, I, I had two photos for him. I can't remember if you were allowed to, but I was presented to him. I think every one of them signed at least two for me, um, if not more. <laughs> they, they, they were really generous, and it was really good. Um so I had a Cleveland Indian pitcher and uh, a Blue Jay pitcher, and he's like, "It's like I'm shocked to see a, a Blue Jay pitcher." I'm like, "I'm from Toronto. Like, I came to that event. I, I came to this event, and I actually met you in the in the few games you played as a Jay." And uh, he says, "This photo is interesting." And I just printed off the internet. <laughs> I, I I'm like, "Oh, really?" He goes, "That's my first major league home run." He goes that that picture is my 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 uh, first major league home run swing, and he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And so yeah, I had a little bit of an interaction. There were not a ton of interactions because they are just trying to spit through people. They're just trying to get the lines down. And what they were doing, um, uh, if if all the paid ones for the people that paid fifteen dollars, if they were all through in the hour hour and a half, I can't remember how long each session was. I want to say I think each of them was an hour. If they got through everybody, uh, they would. They had a line for for people uh, to join for free. So if they got through all the paid ones, and I don't think they got to very many of the free ones, but um, it was kind of a nice gesture. And and some of the smaller like, like there was one I remember with uh, Brantley, Bourne, and I forget who else. Oh, that might have been Gomez too. Um, that it wasn't as popular, you know. Swisher was signing, so uh, I do think a bunch of people got that one for free and and stuff like that. At the end of the day, I, I got over sixty autographs. It was a pretty cool event. Um, I, I, you know, just eight hours of getting autographs is just fun for me. It, it's it's a hobby that I like, and it was a good combination of obviously it was all fairly guaranteed but you know the luck of the draw of you know what players were signing but as you know being $15 per table made it easy to overcome and make those decisions to get guys like Swisher and and stuff like that so um I, again a great in, a thing a good bad and the ugly all of it was good uh Kenny Lofton experiences always have an element of ugliness the bad had nothing to do with the event whatsoever <laughs> When I went out for lunch, I'm like, oh, my God, it's snowing pretty good. Um, and uh, I'm like, oh, I hope it dies down. And I come out uh, after the event, 8 o'clock. It's really dark, you know, January. Um, it's been snowing all day. There's two two to three feet. Like, there's significant snow on, uh, on the ground. There was actually a hockey game happening that I considered going to, but I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. 
and I white knuckle it for the 20 minutes back to my hotel and just towards the end, uh, white, you know, snow came off the lake and I'm on a freeway like 401 into in heading, heading from Cleveland to, to Erie. I'm only 20 minutes outside. You can't see literally cars are stopped. You, you can't see I pull over. I come out. Um, I, I get off the off ramp and like trying to decide, is it safer to, um, you know, take the, take the side streets and, and try to get my way out of town. And there was actually a police officer who comes by me and he, he gets out of his car and says, what are you doing here? And I told him and he says, oh, this isn't the greatest area for you to be in. And I said, you know, it's uh, hard to see the lanes. Um, he's in kind of like a Jeep Cherokee uh, four wheel drive thing. And he's like, cause dude, you're five, 10 minutes away from your hotel. Um, just follow me. And he put his labor on. I followed him. Uh, he got me to the exit. And by the time I got to the exit, things had started to be plowed. So it was actually pretty clear there. So it was really nice for him to help out there. Um, but yeah, it was a white knuckle for about 10 minutes of, wasn't sure if I was going to get that drive, so that was the bad part of it. But all in all, it was a fabulous event. Uh, I haven't gone back. Uh, I, I would imagine just like how those events work, and I, and I know COVID shut down the last two. Um, no, no, just the last, just this year's. Uh, they had it right before lockdown last year. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great event. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, would go again, but uh, probably not the same access and like the ability to get 60 autographs, you know, for, for like a hundred dollars is probably not the case, especially now seeing the Toronto event, which is very hard to get tickets. They don't sell, they don't get through nearly as many as people as they did at the tribe fest. Um, they were, they were signing hundreds and hundreds of autographs. So I don't know. I'm going to try to do the Toronto one the next time it happens and we'll, we'll see. But it was a really good event, and uh, thanks for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.